Welcome to Triple Threat with Tay. I'm your host, Taylor Phillips. I'm a Jesus lover, wife, author, business owner, and dog mom. My heart behind this podcast is to have conversations that benefit the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. I believe that God has designed us to thrive in every area of our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Each of these conversations is centered around one of those topics, from spiritual growth to mental health to parenting, running a business, and everything in between. I appreciate you joining me today, and if you enjoy an episode, don't forget to leave a review and share with a friend. If you're interested in monthly support to help keep this podcast going, there's an option for that located at the end of every episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Triple Threat with Tay. I have with me Ann McNeese, and we are going to be talking about renewing your mind, what that looks like, and what God work, God's word says about mental health. So Anne, thank you so much for joining me. I would love for you to share about yourself with the audience. Sure. Thank you, Taylor, for having me today. I'm really excited as well to be here. Podcasting is one of my favorite things to do just because you get to have conversations with interesting people and then Mm -hmm. other people get to eavesdrop on them. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's super fun. So I am Ann Taylor McNeese. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in California, and I run a small private practice in Southern California where I see mostly adults and couples and people tend to seek me out because I am outspoken about my faith, not in an obnoxious way, but like, if you go on my website, you know, that I'm a Jesus follower and Mm -hmm. that I love to talk about things that are related to the Bible and spirituality and faith and how that can help you in the counseling process to get more healing and to actually do like what you said, renew your mind. So I'm also a mom of three elementary middle school age kids and a wife of 18 years and We um, love the outdoors here in Southern California, and I can usually be found with a cup of coffee in my hand or, and, or a taco. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Tacos and coffee are. Maybe not at the same time. (laughs) Well, I mean, it would, I think it would depend on the day. Yeah. Depends on how early you start having tacos or how late you have coffee. Uh (laughs) Well, you've seen those signs somewhere. Like, is it like the beginning of the day is for coffee and the end of the day is for wine, but I don't care for wine that much. So it's probably more like the beginning of the day is coffee. And then the rest of the day is tacos. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, like I said, I'm super excited for this conversation and just to have a professional perspective on Mm -hmm. renewing your mind somebody who's in the field working with people like that on a regular basis and the whole concept of mind brain body all of it I mean Ann and I have nerded out via text message over Dr. (laughs) Carolyn Leaf and different things like that and these this is one of my favorite conversations to have just around mental health Christianity renewing your mind because I don't I believe it's conversation that's being had more and more as we progress through the days, but it's something that can't be talked about enough in my personal opinion. And it's something that 
as Christians, we're still discovering the importance of it and how to navigate that from a biblical perspective. You know, I've been part of both camps that have, oh, just apply scripture to it, just apply scripture to it, and it will heal everything. I tried that myself, and I've still found myself struggling with different things. And I've been on the other side that it's that doesn't necessarily invite scripture into it. And it's all about medication. It's all about this. And, and none of that, in my opinion, is bad. There is a balance, but it's it's navigating that road of what is that balance between, you know, applying scripture, renewing your mind and needing, you know, all the balance there. And so let's just break into it. Why is mental health important? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good question. And you probably, as you're listening, you probably have an answer in your head already. Like, well, of course your mental health is important because you wouldn't be able to function in your life if you didn't. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, here's where it comes down to it, that we know that we have a purpose and a mission that God has given us here. And so, uh, I mean, Taylor, part of your whole brand or your writing and everything is to help people find their yes. purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the specific assignment that God has given you on this earth based on your unique, unique gifting and talents, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that, you can't do it if you're approaching it without having all of your faculties working. So you have to take care of your body and you have to take care of your relationships and you have to take care of your mind. So like there's all these layers of health that you have to get to. So mental health is the one that allows us to think clearly about the scripture, about our relationship with God, about our relationship with other humans, about our emotions and how we're Uh, approaching um, different decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis. So all of those things have to be functioning for us to do the will of God. And that's not to say that people who struggle with mental health can't do the will of God. Like God is sovereign over uh, whether you have a broken leg or whether you have cancer or whether you have major depressive disorder. Like God Mm -hmm. knows those things and still has a purpose throughout whatever your health challenges are. Mm -hmm. But for us to do our best to take care of that, not just go to church on Sunday and read our Bible over and over again, wishing for something to change, but to take care of each of these pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can fulfill the will of God and understand what he wants for our lives. Mm -hmm. I love uh, one thing that Uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf says, as you know, mental health isn't a disease. It's not an issue of disease. It's like we're messy people (laughs) who go through things in life and different things influence, you know, our experiences influence our thought processes, you know, words influence our thought processes, different things like that. Um, But a question that has just rolled around in my mind numerous times and I don't know that it's necessarily been voiced by anybody other than me. And I'm, I'm sure it has, like, I know I'm not central to this, but what does God's word say about mental health? Yeah, that's really interesting because I think it's been interpreted differently over the years. Like you'll find people that will say um, whenever there was like a demon possession or oppression in the Bible, they'll say, oh, they, they just didn't understand mental health at that point. And they ascribed it to uh, to spiritual forces. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have other people that are, are, will say, no, that's totally different. Spiritual oppression is totally different from mental illness. And then you'll have people that kind of come in the middle and say, 
well, some things about your biology may leave you a little bit more vulnerable to experiencing this kind of oppression or something along mm-hmm. the, those lines. So there's not a, a time in the Bible where there was a clear, like a diagnosis where we was like, right now we use the DSM mm-hmm. at five and it tells you how to diagnose and, you know, like that, there's not that clinical picture in the Bible, but we can use clues from people that are described in the Bible, like Jeremiah, the prophet, for example, most people are pretty comfortable saying like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he probably suffered from major depression (laughs) disorder, you know, like, or other people that suffered from anxiety or schizophrenia or things like that. We can see glimpses of that in the Bible, but we don't have those same diagnostic categories. But what we do have in the Bible are several verses where God makes it really clear that he cares about your mind and your heart and how those Mm -hmm. function within you so that you can carry out his will. So one of my favorite verses, I kind of, you know how people have like a life verse for their life. I have more of like a life verse for my counseling role, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that makes sense. And it's, um, Isaiah 61, one, which is where the Jesus quotes this in the new Testament, when he's referring back to when the prophet Isaiah said, I'm a voice, um, proclaiming that captives will be free and, and the, um, the brokenhearted will be bound up and, and I'm going to proclaim good news. And I'm doing it like a really terrible job of paraphrasing this, <laughs> but I look at all those pieces. When you think about, um, there's obviously real examples of captives, both in the mm-hmm. old Testament world and even in our current world, there are people who are held captive, but then that applies to all of us regardless of where you are. Cause in the new Testament, it says you're a slave to mm-hmm. whatever controls you. And so if I'm a captive to my own sin, even if my own sin is relying a little bit too much on coffee and tacos, um, <laughs> like I don't want to be controlled by that. I, I am a captive that needs to be set free. And mm-hmm. so I see my role as a counselor, very much that like proclaim good news, set captives free, break bondage, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, that one, Isaiah 61, but then when you come over to the new Testament, there's a lot of more, more verses about like your mind. And I know that we're going to probably circle around and center on the Romans 12, one and two, that we're Mm -hmm. transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. But I also want to point out a couple of other areas, like in Colossians three, it says, set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. Or in Philippians four, where it says, whatever is pure and whatever is true and whatever is noble. And depending on your translation, it might use some different positive Mm -hmm. qualities in there, but Mm -hmm. it says, think on these things. And so when it says in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you have to use other clues from other parts of the Bible to tell you how to do that. And the most common thing we get is think about these things, not these things. Mm -hmm. So we have a responsibility to clear out things in our thought life and Mm -hmm. replace them with good things. Yeah. Which leads into our overall topic of renewing the mind. And like you said, the most common scripture that you think of when you think of renewing your mind is the Romans 12, one and two, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's talk about what is 
mind renewal? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, so you already mentioned that we were getting kind of nerdy about brain science with Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And I by no means have any of the credentials that she has or any of the um, research or anything like that, or nor could I even understand some of the stuff that she says, because it's all very um, mind blowing. I have to say what I do appreciate about her is that she is a Christian. She's also a neuroscientist and what the research that she's doing is showing us how science is catching up to what the Bible has already always been telling us. Right. Yes. So uh, thousands of years ago, 2000 years ago ish, um, when the Bible was written, Uh, Paul could say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And Christians at that time had to have a particular idea of what renewing your mind meant. Mm -hmm. But now we, as like modern day Christians, understanding little bits of this neuroscience coming out, we can say, oh, it wasn't just a metaphor or a symbol for something that you were doing. It was like an actual physical process. Mm -hmm. So this, this video that you and I have been referring to with Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she was talking about how thoughts take up actual real estate in your brain. Like they're actually formed of electrical impulses and proteins and that those proteins can actually be changed in the structure of your brain. I'm not going to get into all of that. Mm -hmm. You can go follow if you want to hear more about that. But the point being that there is an actual physiological change that you can make to your brain. And we have the power to do it because I don't think that God would have given this word to people 2000 years ago when they had no idea about Mm -hmm. how brains worked. I don't think he would have given them that instruction and then said, okay, just figure it out. Like, just Mm -hmm. try it. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he had, he had a, a purpose for them having that instruction at that time. So what we can do is like what I mentioned with those other verses, like you think about good things and not about bad things. Well, a lot of us don't, really even notice when negative thoughts or toxic thoughts come into our brain. Mm -hmm. So sometimes this takes working with a good friend, a pastor, or ideally a therapist, a Christian therapist who can say, Hey, I don't know if you realized it, but that kind of thought that you're having right now might not actually be true. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't sound like it's helping you very much. It Mm -hmm. sounds kind of negative. And I don't want you to be held captive by that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but I can't, I can't imagine thinking anything else besides what my depression is telling me or what my anxiety is telling me or what my abuse and trauma has told me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have to be the one to suggest a better thought. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to wrap your mind around that and to really accept it. Yeah. But there's also a process that people can do by themselves to do that. Like, so we keep mentioning, mentioning Dr. Leaf. She has the app called NeuroCycle, which Mm -hmm. teaches you how to do it step-by-step in a um, 21 day and then a 63 day process. You can do that. Um, There's also some uh, forms of cognitive behavioral therapy that you can do for yourself. And when we get towards the end of the conversation, I'll, I'll provide more resources for people on that too. Mm-hmm. So there are things that you can do for yourself. Yeah. One of the things that I just thought super fascinating in any, in any listening to any of Dr. Lee's thing, um, and side note, I'll include that 
uh, YouTube video that we're referring to in the links because holy smokes, it is, it is chock full of information. And I think I was telling, um, and it took me about three hours to listen to, and it was an <laughs> hour long deal. And it took me three days to just unpack everything. Like it, it was so full. So if you guys like to nerd out about all of that stuff, which I mean, it's, it is imperative and important that we understand that. So if you guys don't follow, follow Dr. Leaf anyway, she is very, um, straightforward and, and uses layman's terms and helps people understand the complexity of everything. But something that she mentions frequently, like you said, uh, you know, our thoughts create neural pathways in our brain. And, a, and an example that she uses is a, a dead tree and a tree with green leaves, you know, and the toxic thoughts that we have, the negative spiral patterns, like whatever thought we think is going to grow and water that neural pathway, that tree. And then that's what's going to be uh, prevalent in our lives, in our minds, in our brains, what we speak, what we say, how we act. And um, and just the, the process of that mind renewal. I had heard once the term trading truths. Mm. And I decided to put that into a test because I'm like, man, I've got a negative toxic that thought pattern. Mm. And it, it, it for me, it took being very intentional about what I was thinking of, uh, you know, I would often find myself myself in an anxiety attack, not knowing that that was an anxiety attack mm. until my husband brought it up. Like, that's literally a low grade anxiety attack and you need to handle that. And I'm like, OK, so then I started paying attention to what was I thinking that got me to this point. Okay. Well then what was I thinking that caused that reaction? You know, and I really had to be uh, conscientious of what I was thinking, what led me to that. And then what I was going to do as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so can we, can we talk for a moment about trading truths? You know, what does that look like in in trading out the toxic thought pattern that we might have that people don't necessarily know is a toxic thought pattern. Maybe, I mean, that needs to be a revelation first that, Oh, this is a toxic thought. This is not healthy. This does not line up with God's word. So how can our listeners start quote unquote trading truths or switching out those thought patterns and suggesting something new? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would do, I encourage all of my clients just to have a journal that goes along with this process. And even if you decide not to have a journal, there's something about writing it down, right? Like Mm -hmm. writing it with a pen and paper or a pencil, you know, versus like typing it into your phone. There's something else that can happen in your brain as your brain learns these things. So I would encourage you to have something where you can write it down and then just start being mindful of those thoughts that come into your mind and you're going to be surprised at how often they come. Like it might be you glance in the mirror and you go Mm -hmm. about something like, like your, whatever it is on your body is going to be different from what it is on my body. But Mm -hmm. I might say, Oh, my arms look fat. Or is that really the way my chin looks? Or who did my hair this morning? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, whatever, it might be something like that, or it might be you're in a conversation and you go, Oh, why do I always say the dumb thing? Or you might be in a um, interaction with your spouse and you go, Oh my gosh, I was mean again. Why did I do that? Um, so there's going to be 
some questions that come up in your mind, and there's going to be some of these negative messages that you may have heard from caretakers or other important people in your life when you were growing up, but have just implanted themselves in there so that you repeat them and you're rehearsing them day after day after day. And that's what's causing those trees to grow really strong Mm -hmm. in there or those neural pathways. I like to describe them kind of like if you've ever seen um, like a dirt uh, field or, or a dirt hill and then the rain comes and the water doesn't just like flow down all places evenly. It finds that path of least resistance and then it makes mm. a rut and then it makes that rut deeper and deeper. That's how we get canyons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what's happening in your brain that the more water you send down that rut, the deeper it's getting. And so you are not going to have a different rut until you start diverting the water to a different place where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first step in doing that is to learn where that rut is happening. So you're going to start writing down. And I've even just in the last couple of weeks been having people make basically a T chart. You remember this from school where mm-hmm. on one side you have like my negative thoughts or my automatic thoughts, um, in the field of cognitive behavioral therapy, we call them ants. It stands for automatic negative thoughts. They just pop into your head without you even trying. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to make a list of those. And then on the right side, you're going to make another list. And these are going to be things that you either know to be true because it says it in the Bible. So I'm a child of God. I am a prized possession, things like that. Or um, there are going to be things that maybe a friend or loved one would say about you, like, you are a hardworking person. You are a good mom. You are a beautiful, um, asset to your husband. Like, like all of these things that somebody nice would say to you, right? Right. Because you're kind of mean to yourself. So you have to find (laughs) what would somebody nice say? You can even consider like, if it was my friend going through this, what would I say? Like, yeah, you do look fat in those jeans. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say something nicer, you know, make a list of those things. And so every time one of these automatic negative thoughts pops into your head, you trade it out for one of these things on the right side of your list. And here's the thing, when you're really in a depressive or anxious state, sometimes it's really hard to come up with those things. Like they Mm -hmm. all sound like BS to you. Mm -hmm. Like your husband can say, you're a really good mom, or you're a really good um, worker or whatever it is you do. You take great care of your doggies, Taylor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I know. Like he can say that to you (laughs) and still in your depressive state, you might feel like that's not even true. I, I forgot to feed him this morning. Mm -hmm. Like you'll just find any reason to disagree with that. So that's when, if you really truly believe in the scripture, you go back and say, okay, well, if I can't believe myself and I can't believe my husband and I can't believe my friends, I'm going to at least believe God because I've already committed to that. Mm-hmm. So what does the Bible say about it? And this is a point where you might have like a friend or a pastor or a therapist help you even find those references mm-hmm. uh, for you to say, okay, so my thought is this, and I need to know what God says about that. What does it say in the Bible? And somebody can help you find those. Mm-hmm. That is so important to have somebody. I know we talk a lot about accountability partners, mm-hmm. um, but we need people, we need trusted voices in our life that are a safe place for us to say, I'm struggling today. 
I'm dealing really bad with anxiety or I'm struggling with having any good self-worth or anything like that. Can you one, pray for me Two, Can you give me scripture? Mm -hmm. And the other side to that is that we have to take the initiative to reach out, to ask for help, to get help. We cannot continually see ourselves as a victim, Mm -hmm. um, as always going to be stuck in the same rut because we're going to be in that same rut until we take the initiative to get out of it. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some people who are really good and can just pull themselves up by the bootstraps and get out of it themselves. And then there are other people who need that help which is where, you know, counselors come in, therapists come in and somebody who can have that balance between this is what's going on in your body. This is something that could be out of whack, you know, taking a look at other things going on in your life and in your situation, and then offering a biblical perspective to combat those lies in that thought process. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that you had said, you know, just like, think about something nice you would say about your friend or, you know, something, someone nice to you would say, how important are words to our mental state? Mm. Uh, This is an interesting question. And you gave this to me ahead of time and I wasn't sure what I was going to say about it, but (laughs) I was thinking about, sometimes I teach people about the difference between internal processors and external processors. And Mm -hmm. Internal processors are those people that stay quiet for a long time and they roll things around in their head until they've kind of figured it out. And then they might just like blurt out something that sounds totally random to everybody else because they've been thinking about it for so long. Is that you, Taylor? Raising my hand. hand (laughs) My dad is like this and we'll give him the strangest looks like you're so random. Nobody knows it, like has any idea what you're talking about has I'm having conversations in my mind and I'll be okay. like I'll say something out loud and my husband's kind of looking at me I'm like okay I've now learned that I have to be like um so this has nothing Back to do up. with the conversation <laughs> that we have had right now this is a conversation I'm having in my brain currently here's the layout of it and then get into it and he's like yeah. okay oh, oh, okay <laughs> yeah now I follow you <laughs> Um, so that's internal processors, external processors are those people that just kind of talk until the problem is solved. So they might go around in circles, repeating it in various ways. And it might, if you're the listener, you might go like, oh my gosh, land the plane, you know? And I've learned with some of my clients and even some of my friends, like sometimes they're going to talk for a long time. And I just, I don't have to understand like every single word that they said, I have to look for the theme Mm -hmm. and kind of follow like the trail of where they're going and where Mm -hmm. they're going to end up. And so I'm just bringing up this difference to say that depending on your style, and I don't even know where these styles develop out of, but you might use a lot of words or you might use few words. And there's not one way that's going to help you have better mental health. That's going to be dependent on just how God created you. So if you're like what you've learned as an internal processor, you have to be more diligent in like backing the train up, explaining where you're coming from so that you can communicate well. Right. And it's funny because you're a writer 
And mm-hmm. so your trade is in words. And so mm-hmm. you would think like this, this would come out, but maybe it comes out in your writing. It does. Um, and then the same with like external processors. I mean, we look at the, um, the Bible and we see that we're going to be held accountable for every word we say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to also be intentional about not speaking in vain. Don't just be talking for talking. Mm-hmm. Um, there are safe places for that. And then there are places where that's not going to go as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say when it comes to our words, our words are going to be like some, the outpouring of our heart, right? Like whatever mm-hmm. is in our heart, is it going to overflow through our, our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, our words. And so mm-hmm. if you're constantly having these automatic thoughts or what we call negative self talk, where you're mm-hmm. constantly tearing yourself down, that's going to come out. And you guys, you all know somebody who does this, right? Like mm-hmm. this person where, you know, they're going to say something negative about themselves and it gets a little wearisome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, can you just say something positive? Like mm-hmm. I had a friend in high school who, you know, high school girls are always hanging out in the bathroom during breaks <laughs> and she would always be looking in the mirror at herself and fixing her hair, but she always had this scowl on her face <laughs> and she would be, she would always ask me for reassurance that she looked okay. And I got to the point where I would just tell her on a daily basis, you would look much prettier if you smiled. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of one of those things, like it's yeah. going to come out, it's going to overflow into your words. And if your words are wholesome and uplifting, then that's going to be a, a better reflection and, and kind of do like the opposite work, like start to lift up your soul as well. Mm-hmm. So this was not part of the the questions that I sent you <laughs> beforehand, but this is another common thing that we hear about. Uh, positive psychology and positive self-talk, you know, in the scripture, um, in Proverbs, where it talks about there's life and death is in the power of our tongue. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like for the Christian? You know, uh, because as with everything, Mm -hmm. you can swing on either side of the pendulum and Mm -hmm. finding balance can be difficult, but is there I mean, obviously there is power in our words because scripture tells us that the life and death are in the power of the tongue, but is there power in positive self-talk? You know, we hear a lot about the affirmations and some people are like, oh, that's not biblical or, you know, whatever. But when we think about the power of our words, where does that, where does that lay with the whole, you know, positive psychology, positive self-talk affirmations, Mm -hmm. things like that? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this could become a really loaded question because I I I think like people are getting sort of into this weird new agey field of like manifestations and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, which actually has this really fine line with like, um, prosperity gospel and, and, um, name it and claim it kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to get into that, but here's what I would say. If you're looking at your, your positive affirmations and your mind is telling you, well, that's baloney. Mm -hmm. It's not even true. Then maybe it's not like, maybe it is, but maybe it's not. And that's why I always encourage people to back it up with scripture because, um, I mean, not everything in the scripture is positive for one Mm -hmm. thing. And the scripture says that we're going to take an honest evaluation of ourselves, that we're going to um, consider ourselves with sober judgment. It says, mm-hmm. I'll find the reference for you that <laughs> for that later, but um, it, it says like, we're not going to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. 
Mm-hmm. And it says, um, that we're going to, you know, take an honest assessment of ourselves and we are going to use the scripture to show us what is true about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not true that I'm in the best shape of my life or that I'm the happiest person on the planet or that I'm going to make six figures on my online business this year. Like th- those kinds of affirmations are, are not Yeah not true for me. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is true. Like I said, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. I was chosen, you know, like these mm-hmm. things that I can find uh, like a real um, backing for in scripture. That's where I would say for Christians, if you want to use like this positive psychology style, mm-hmm. back it up with scripture. Mm-hmm. If it's not in yeah. scripture, then it doesn't count. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I completely forgot about the, the whole manifestation new age kind of thing, which is weird because that's always there. Um, but I think you're talking about Romans 12, three with the scripture reference that you were talking about thinking of, you know, not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought and with sober judgment. Um, but you know, just thinking about those, those after the scriptural affirmations, I am a child of God. I am saved by grace. I am redeemed and renewed. And, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me kind of thing. And it goes back. I know Paul, I know Paul talks about, um, in scripture as well, you know, the two references I think that I'm thinking of is one that it always makes me laugh of like the things that I don't want to do. I do. And what Mm -hmm. I do want to do, I don't do, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there was, there is another one, um, where he talks about like, should we go on sinning since the gospel, you know, he said, and he's like, no, no, like we're not going to do that. And so that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. So I think of that too, with, you know, positive affirmations and, you know, I've heard of of different things where you you see yourself different in the sense of, and this is another loaded conversation. We have so many different directions with it. But, you know, thinking about the difference between condemnation, conviction, and walking in righteousness of like, there is an aspect of you have to see yourself as righteous because scripturally, it's what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. He made us righteous, you know, and when we see ourselves as that. And I'm not talking about like manifestation by any means. I mean, I'm talking about like what scripture says of like, this is who I am in Christ. This is what Jesus did for me. You know, then we can start walking that truth out. So, because I know we can just keep going in all different directions and we'll have to probably just set up like a regular series or something, but you guys can go listen to, um, Anne's podcast as well, which I'll have her say that at the end. So let's do some practical application now. How can we renew our minds today? Okay. Well, anybody that kind of gets to know me is going to know, and I think you're the same Taylor, but I'm a big proponent of biblical literacy, which is like a fancy word for saying, you got to know your Bible. You got to spend time there. Um, you don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to read heavy commentaries, You, but you, you do have to spend some time in the word because God says that his word never comes back void, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime you're reading it, the Holy Spirit is doing something in you. Even if you feel like, well, that was kind of dry today, or I have no idea why he even included that part in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you read it, but you have to trust God that he's continuing to form your heart and shape you into his likeness. Every time you um, follow through with that commitment to be in the word on a daily basis. 
And you never know like what conversation or situation is going to come up during that week or in a couple of weeks where you're going to be like, oh, I remember that thing that I read, you know? So that's the number one thing that I would say for your listeners is like, you just, you have to know your Bible because how are you going to defeat those automatic negative thoughts? If you don't know what God says about you Mm -hmm. and what he says about himself, more importantly. So that's the number one thing I would advise people to like make a list. Like we were just talking about to, um, list out those toxic thoughts or those automatic negative thoughts as much as you can. And then, um, start working on your list that has your, um, it's not just positive affirmations. It's the truth that Mm -hmm. comes out of the scripture and, and out of your real life experience. Um, so that's something that you can do by yourself. I'm actually, I wanted to make sure your listeners know that if they go to soulgritresources.com, um, when you first enter the website, there's going to be a little pop-up. I know everybody hates pop-up, but it's the best way to get your attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, um, it's a freebie that you can download. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy with scripture. And in that I give you a little worksheet that you can, um, go through this process. And then there's also a, a YouTube video where I explain with, with like a, an example client, how you would go through each of these steps. So anybody who's interested in starting to learn to do this for themselves can go there and get that free resource. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I know we've had a loaded conversation. It's been mm-hmm. honestly, like, as I just, I love conversations like this. Yeah, me too. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure my listeners know? Mm, Okay. I'm, I'm going to be a big proponent of this, no matter where I'm speaking, that it's okay for Christians to seek mental health care. And if you're at a place where your thought life and the renewing of your mind is like out of hand, and you're not going to be able to just handle it on your own or with your best friend that's busily trying to keep up with her life too. (laughs) Like you, uh, really could benefit from seeing a Christian therapist and Mm -hmm. just like, just like in the dating world, like you have to find the one that's the right fit for you. And that can be challenging sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if you're feeling really low or really anxious. Um, I do have some resources on the soul grit podcast where it can show you how to find a qualified Christian therapist and some tips on doing that and what to look for and how to approach that. So that's one thing that is one of my passions is just for, for Christians to be whole and healthy in all of the ways. So like Mm -hmm. you're going to find me talking a lot about exercise and nutrition and sleep and all of that, that kind of physical side, we have to take care of that but also like go talk to a therapist if you need to, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be crazy to talk to a therapist. You don't have to have a mental health diagnosis. You don't have to have trauma or abuse or any of these things that somebody might've told you, Oh, that's just for crazy people Mm -hmm. or, or, Oh, wow. You must be really doing bad. If you want to go into a therapist, like, no, sometimes it's just like a, a checkup that you go to your doctor for an annual physical or how you get like regular tune-ups for your car, just to make sure it's running well and not breaking Mm -hmm. down on the side of the road and leaving you stranded. Like Mm -hmm. your heart and your soul and your mind also need regular maintenance. And so it's okay to seek a professional for that. And there's plenty of people out there like me who want to honor God's word as they help you work through that. Yes, I agree with that. 
Um, and you guys might know this and maybe you don't, but we are a three-part being and everything works together. And if something's out of whack, I say out of whack because that's just the term I use, but something's out of whack mentally. Term. Yeah. <laughs> something's out of whack mentally. Everything's going to be out of whack spiritually and physically. Something's out of whack physically. You know, you hear a lot about the mind gut connection and, you know, different things like that. It all works together. And so don't think for one second or don't feel shame of, I just need help. Um, there, there is so much wisdom in seeking professional help and there is nothing wrong with it. Um, so my next question, are you just local to California, Southern California, or do you do online counseling or anything like that? Yeah, actually, um, you know, the rules for state licensing haven't yeah. really caught up with the whole pandemic culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the rules right now are that licensed professionals can only see people who are are in their state. Um, mm-hmm. But some, some professionals are starting to get licensed from other states so that they can see more people. I am only licensed in California. So what that means, if you're local to the Southern California area, you could choose to come and see me in my office, or you could um, still see me. Plenty of local people still just find it more convenient to hop in their car during their lunch hour and do a session from their car or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, but I am licensed to see anybody in the state of California. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So where can our listeners connect with you? How can they listen to your podcast, etc.? Okay, great. Um, on Instagram, I'm at soulgritresources and I'm at soulgritresources.com online. And that's where you can get that um, cognitive behavior therapy with scripture download. Um, you can also find on there uh, other blogs and other resources that I'm offering. Um, and then let's see. The Soul Grit Podcast is on Apple and Spotify and Google and wherever you listen to podcasts. So I'd love to have you over there and um, have you sharing some hope for mental health and the Christian faith there too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I will have all of that in the show notes for you guys. And thank you so much for joining me today, for having this honest conversation, for um, appeasing my appetite of brain and mind conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed this episode or you know of anybody who needs to hear this episode, needs to be encouraged by it, please Don't forget to share this with them and don't forget to leave a review. It helps out tremendously in the whole podcast algorithm world to have reviews and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and Anne's as well. So we will see you guys next week.